0: And our passage for today is Jonah chapter 4. This is a very short book, but it is chocked full of lessons for those of us who are followers of Jesus and those of us who love God with all of our hearts. Lessons are abounding about following the will of God, having the love of God in our heart, and desiring for others to come to know Him in a personal way. Jonah grew up near Nazareth. He was called by God to go north to a nation that was a very wicked nation, the ancient Assyrians. But instead of going north and east, he went west. That's right. He went in the opposite direction, and he wanted to flee as far as he could from the will of God. That's interesting. He didn't just want to get away from the will of God and the commission that God had given him. But he wanted to get away from the very presence of God. And over and over again, the Bible teaches this is impossible to do. But yet, this is what Jonah, the prophet of God, from the people of God, from the Jewish people, wanted to do. Why? Because it is self-evident in the book that Jonah knew that if he went and obeyed God, God would have mercy upon the people and forgive them. And Jonah was self-righteous. Jonah wanted mercy himself, but he didn't want mercy upon anyone else, and it all came out in the end. There are a lot of lessons in Jonah, and we'll go over those in just a moment. I just wanted to set the background to remind you of the great task and accountability and responsibility that was given to Jonah because he was part of the covenant people. And God had given him an assignment to love people enough and to tell them the truth and to be called as an ambassador of the God of heaven to go to a foreign land and to speak the truth of God. Was it dangerous? Of course. But we are never more safe than when we are in the will of God. And so Jonah proved that out when he got on a ship at the ancient port of Joppa and went west towards Spain, toward the farthest regions of the Mediterranean from where he was in Israel. Jonah found out that he couldn't flee from God. God sent a great storm, and he identified Jonah as the person that was the cause of it. These wonderful mariners from Phoenicia, That had taken Jonah on board. They did not want to throw him overboard, but in order to spare the entire ship and the crew and all of the people on it, they threw him overboard as he requested. God, in his great mercy, prepared a great fish. If you'll notice all the way through the book of Jonah, God is always preparing something to help Jonah and to teach him a lesson. He could have killed him several times, but he didn't. He could have caused him to have a torturous death, but he didn't. God was good to Jonah. And on a given day after Jonah had learned his lesson and been in the belly of a great prepared fish for three days and three nights... He was belched out on the shore, and he went to do the bidding of God. But he did it reluctantly. When we read chapter 2 and 3, it's obvious God had prepared the people to receive the message of repentance that Jonah was giving. They recognized God had given them 40 days to get their house in order, and indeed they did. They repented, got right with God. God saw their works and uh, did not send judgment upon them. And when we come to chapter 4, it just simply starts out, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. What displeased Jonah? The previous sentence, that God saw the works, the repentance, the evidence of a changed heart, a changed life, a changed mind, and God would not allow judgment to come upon them. He spared the people. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish. Now, this is why I said while I did what I did just a moment ago. I didn't just say that randomly. Jonah in Israel, before he got on the ship, the one of the reasons he fled was because, not because he was afraid to go preach the message, He was afraid that God would be merciful to a people. Now you talking about the height of self-righteousness and perverting justice and what all God wants to do with an God had spared Israel over and over and over again and they had greater accountability times 100 times a 1, thousand more than the Assyrians. They knew God in a personal way. They had entered into a covenant with God. They had seen the mighty miracles of God. But yet God spared Jonah's mom and dad and his grandparents. He had spared the entire nation over and over again. And what did this do? Did this cause Jonah to fall on his face before God in humility and repentance? No, no, no. It put pride in his heart because that's what he chose. And he knew that God was a merciful God, and he didn't want to see God show mercy. Now, I hate to point this out to you, but this is what it is. And yes, he's a prophet of God. Yes, his life is used as a testimony and a sign of the miraculous that points to the time that Jesus was in the tomb. But in the midst of all of that, Jonah was an unrighteous man. That's right. He was. He had an unrighteous heart, and it came out over and over again. And so it said that he fled. He said, for I know that you're gracious and a merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in chesed and loving kindness, who relents from doing harm. That is, you don't want to give judgment, and I don't like it. I want you to judge people. Now you say, is that really the way people are? Be careful. That's the way we are. We've got to be careful in our hearts that we don't become like this. And so uh, this is just how it happens because we say, well, that could never happen to me. But yet it does. Someone does something against us. We want God to judge them. We don't want God to forgive them. We want them to get what they deserve. We don't want to get what we deserve. We just want others to get what they deserve. We have to be careful with this. Then the Lord said, is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city, sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade until he would see what would become of the city. And the Lord God prepared a plant. I'm telling you, the Lord did a lot of preparation in this entire book. He prepared a plant, made it come up over Jonah, Uh, that it might be a shade for his head to deliver him from the misery. So that's God's grace and mercy. So uh, Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Uh, But as morning dawned, the next day God prepared a worm, so it damaged the plant, that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat down on Jonah's head. Now, if you've never been in the Middle East to be a part of a humsing or a, a shirako, it's called in, in Africa, uh, the east wind coming off the desert, it is enough to make you just uh, want to lay down and die. This is what was happening. The sun was beating down on him. So uh, Jonah was about to pass out. Then it says that he wished for himself death. And he says, better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? See, he was really upset with God that he didn't have a shade and didn't have his comfort anymore. He says, is it right for you to be angry even to death? And the Lord said, you have had pity on a plant that you didn't even have anything to do with. You didn't make it grow. You didn't make it come up in the night. So it perished in that. Should I not have pity? Since you did on a plant that you had nothing to do with, shouldn't I uh, have pity on Nineveh, that great city that is filled with people that I made in my image? I mean, all of this Jonah knew. And he said, there's more than 120,000 persons. Listen to this. He's talking about children who did not know and could not discern between their right and left hand. And he said, there was a lot of livestock there. In other words, God said, there's so much there, Jonah. There's people made of man. There are 120 children that are so young, they don't even know what's going on. And you're tore up about a plant, And you're upset about a plan, something that gives you comfort. And you don't even care about men, women, and even children. What kind of man are you? Well, God knew what kind of man that he was. He wanted Jonah to see what kind of man that he was. And this is very, very important for us to understand. Just like with Adam in the garden, when God said, Adam, where are you? God knew exactly where he was. The reason he was asking the questions, he wanted Adam to know where he was. Many times, God brings things into our lives to show us where we are. He knows where we are. And you know the wonderful thing is, even though we're unloving, even though we're rebellious, even though we are not compassionate, even though we are not forgiving, God is. And I'm so grateful that He's not like us, but He is totally transcendent. His ways are not our ways. It'd be good for us to just pause today, and if we could, just get along Maybe even take time to get on our knees if we're able to and just bow before the God of heaven and say, God, thank you that you love me in spite of myself and that you're merciful toward me. And oh, God in heaven, help me to be merciful to those around me. Help me to be compassionate on those who are not like me, those who are unlovable, those who even despise you. Help me to love them enough to tell them the truth for on the way this is Tony Crisp thanks for listening to on the way with Tony Crisp tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages people places and prophecies Fridays are for your questions email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org, then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast that's questions at Tony dot org Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.